0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of This Korean Life. This actually is not an official episode, we're not putting a number on it, but we will title it appropriately, Sledhead. Um, This is just a quick review with me, Nate, and Sora about my experience last week up in Pyeongchang. This recording took place on March 21st, 2021, at the recording studio at 7.30am, because that's a time that worked for us today. A little bit crazy, maybe... But uh, anyways, yeah, just uh, just a quick review. I've had lots of questions and lots of um, lots of curious people as to to what happened. Um, just once again to be clear, if I'm not if I if I failed to mention it, I am in no way an Olympian. <laughs> um, just basically, I took the opportunity to go up there and meet some Olympians, and I happened to uh, be lucky enough to take a few rips. In the back of the sled there. So it was a good time. I hope uh, I hope I addressed all of the uh, all of the questions and stuff that I've got over the past few days. Uh, if not, feel free to reach out and I'll uh, would be more than happy to talk to you. Anyways, thanks for the support. Um, hope you guys enjoy. This episode is brought to you by Dr. English, your cure for the common language. In this day and age, there is no reason at all to be jumping in your car, driving through traffic, finding parking downtown to go into a hogwan to wear a mask and share a classroom with 10 other people there is no need for this ladies and gentlemen when we have platforms such as dr english where you can meet your native speaking native english speaking teacher um online on one uh, and you can have one on one classes ask as many questions as you want and you have uh, the full attention of the teacher so that's it dr english
1: You are now tuned into
0: this Korean life.
2: All these guys are doing reviews of my nieces poop scooping their poop. <laughs> they got like, like talk about entrepreneurship. I said I used to do Air Eight by Nate. Yeah. Like these guys are poop scooping, and they're packed. Like they got. Four or five a day. Pick up and poop. Yeah.
0: like people who don't want to pick up their dog shit?
2: Yeah. Well I I never thought of it, but I guess after the after the winter, your yard's full of shit. So who wants to go and clean up all that shit? Look at the dog shit they got. Nice. Look at the bags of dog shit. Uh, 10 uh,
1: uh, yeah, no.
2: ten ten and eleven years old. Nice. Got some dollar source scoopers. And they just go and scoop poop. For forty bucks an hour. Forty bucks an hour. That's super nice. nice. <laughs> How well it takes them an hour to do a uh, uh, a lot. It's forty bucks a lot. So. Oh my god. Well, they can run if they want and do it in thirty minutes. That's wild. Two little energizers ripping around picking up dog shit. <laughs> but but something like this, like there's not a high school kid who wants forty bucks an hour. You could do it by yourself. I guarantee, t- in half the time they do. Beeping bopping around. How much? How much shit is on one line? <laughs> no. They're willing to pay. I, she didn't. My sister made the or They just came up and they said forty bucks a shot. Oh, for just to to clean your hold
0: on. Yeah, I yeah. bet you could just but run the lawn over it and just just demolish all of it. It's not like your dog
1: is <laughs> shitting everywhere. You're probably shitting in one place in the lawn. Yeah, but you don't. <laughs> but you
2: can't cut the grass for like four months after the snow melts. Like there is. No I guess grass. so. Yeah. So I was thinking, what's warm, wrong with he's... these people? Like Korean dogs are trained to shit on the pad or whatever. They can't train the dogs in Canada? Like Caesar, the dog whisperer there, can't train them how to shit in a spot? Yeah. Dude, oh, it's, when oh, it's the, snow. The, the, band- yards, band- are, the oh. yards are covered in snow, and the dogs go to play, and they shit everywhere. Oh. So the snow melts, and you're left with dog <laughs> shit everywhere, and the grass doesn't come in for like, the, the snow's oh, almost okay. gone now. The grass doesn't come in for another two months probably. So you're sitting with this brown speckled lawn and oh, people are is, start stepping in it. And if you have kids playing I don't outside, it's
1: standard to have like potty trained dogs or at least corner trained. <laughs> my my
0: my grandma's friend trained her cat to shit in the toilet. Yeah. I saw a toilet. I saw a On dog, yeah. dog trained
2: like that and he puts it and he puts his hind legs yeah. up and looks yeah. like to going to blast the seat or something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Anyways, <it's> freaking
2: <laughs> 40 bucks like now now they got one saying, "Hey, do you want to come and clean my dog run?" Once a week. Okay, sure. What's the dog run? Where the dog, the dog's, whatever, his play area. Oh, no, okay. Okay, I'm in grade two. I'm not busy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure, I'm you. It's funny. That's how, like, uh,
0: when, I, when I was in uni, I used to do, um, like, help a dude who, he renovated houses. His buddy was, um, was a real estate guy, and to get houses up to snuff before they before they sold them he'd go in and paint them or whatever so he hired me as uh as laborer but when you're working on a house like the old lady will just
2: walk over and be like do you do
0: gardens well, i do now
2: <laughs> oh when i did so you my got tools area, i'll dig yeah, yeah. a whole when yeah. i did the lawn aerating that was the thing can you fix my fence can you clean my eaves trough can you paint the fence service can my you- wife I, I can <laughs> I can do whatever you want, man. You just tell me and I'll tell you a price. You yeah, clearly 40 willing to bucks pay. I'll do
1: anything, dude.
2: Uh, no doubt. I mean, but that's the uh, But too many kids are glued on their things to even think. I need some money, but Yeah. yeah. Like you you could. I mean, yeah. that took all of 6 minutes to go to the dollar store, two scoopers, two rakes, gloves and a freaking garbage can. Yeah. Uh, done. Zero overhead and and if they wanted, I'm sure they could do it all over the whole city. Yeah, exactly. Like, she could yeah, branch yeah. out to yeah. to do, like, Manitoba's pooper scooper kids or no, something. No, man, you got to call it Shitty City. Shitty City. Yeah. <laughs> shitty City pooper scoopers. Uh, Jesus. I, I, I right. should just go home and be the pooper scooper and aerate guy again. <laughs> but, you know, like, when I used to aerate, now it's, like, super commercialized. Like The little guy doesn't do it anymore. Like, buddy comes in with six of them and does every. But I used to do one, and I'd knock on this door, knock on this door. Hey, I'm in the area. Just wondering, I'll aerate your lawn right now for thirty bucks. you oh, really? I was gonna call someone next week. Sure, go ahead. Boom. Good guys. Yeah, but where's where's the innovation in the kids? Like nobody scoops poop.
0: it would never. Man, I I still think the big one here is to get our kids doing the food
2: it, garbage. The food
0: garbage. Yeah. Everything is getting, everything is getting outsourced. No one wants to do anything. No one wants to cook. No one wants to make it's coffee. Crazy. Make, making your own coffee people just i don't know you like know like that
2: nobody wants to cook is bananas like people eat order all the time yeah. anything and everything but here it's possible cuz it's cheap you can go get on Tuesdays i have class all night so head on guess the soup it's like yin boon or samin boon for 7 bucks takeout boom. Mm. like at you can't home that, you yeah. can you can't do that <laughs> like
0: 7 bucks you can get fucking and it's the side order of bread yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Um. anyways, let's uh let's get this rolling here. But is this a real episode? This is not a real episode. <laughs> episode. <laughs> anyways, here's just a, a quick review. I um I don't know. I, I've had so many people that ask, "Hey, well, how was it?" I think it's easier just to you shit your pants. No. <laughs> oh, anyways. know the, um, there's uh I just want to give a quick review of the um of the experience there that I had uh, last week. We got Sodab sitting in on the on a hot mic. Yeah. So oh, you're gonna oh. uh yeah. He's uh the the biggest help. He's contributing more than uh more than late Nate over here. <laughs> air, rate, <laughs> air rate you late <laughs> but uh anyways yeah so let's uh let's begin. I just uh I wanna start off A hilarious story. Ten minutes uh I met uh I met AJ you know right after I arrived and he took me around showed me the showed me the sliding center and whatnot took me back to the um, to the apartment explained everything here's the door code here's this here's that and he's oh, I, I do this shit all the time man put my foot right in my mouth and he said <laughs> Brian is there anything else you need before you before you go I said oh man get, get, give me the wi-fi password hmm. He's like, hey, it's it's Jew one two three four, and I'm like, I know, I know he's an Orthodox and like he's for Team Israel. I was like, dude, is this a, is the lady super racist? Like, did she make this password, or is it like a joke between you and your buddies? He goes, um, her name is Kim Judy. I went, ah, okay, <laughs> <A> little awkward, <laughs> a little awkward uh, a situation there. Jew one two three four. I was like, that's horrible. What a what a terribly racist homeowner, or, you know, or B&B, uh, b lady that had bought. Anyways. Is that what that is an Airbnb? Yeah, basically. He, uh, or it was, it was called, uh, it, was, it said Jutec on the, on the side. It was something. <laughs> it was, uh, oh my God. I just realized that. <laughs> yeah. Daeguang Jutech. Um, but, uh, no, it was just, it was just like a small, uh, small apartment, but. But lady. is this in the
2: athletes' village that was converted to condos or whatever, or, or low That's, housing or whatever it is, or what is it? Are you talking about where you were staying? Yeah, no. But are, are do you talk? Are you referring
0: to uh, Olympic Village?
2: No, I I, oh. don't, I don't remember. I just remember that there's a big concern was what they were going to do with the athletes' village. All the all the okay, so accommodations.
0: No, we weren't in the we weren't in there. That's like a little bank of. They look like pretty high end apartments, right? Um, and that's when you're going in closer to where the to where all the events and stuff take place but no it was just a regular there was like a grandma who lived on the second floor and, and whatnot so it was uh, it was cool I had a three bedroom three bedroom place to myself it was nice and the guys uh when the guys left it was, i don't know why but they left the whole place full of food i I had brought all my meals and whatnot I wasn't sure what the uh, restaurant the, place, accommodation. the other guys and
2: the team were staying before they left
0: they left one day before me, and I went in like, opened the fridge. It was like, oh, you guys got all fresh fruit, and I called uh, AJ. Like, what do I do with this? Take it, man. What do you? They're just gonna throw it out. Oh, beautiful. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Worked out. Uh, worked out nice. But, I said oh. other than, um, uh, yeah, I didn't do much uh, much exploring in terms of restaurants and whatnot. The town seemed pretty, pretty dead. There wasn't much action. Uh, well, anything, around, anything but...
2: up that area is pretty laid back, so yeah. there's not, not much going on, especially in the winter. In the summer, it's pretty busy with all the soul lights heading out that way, but in the winter, it's always pretty quiet. Yeah. I wouldn't have expected too much.
0: But, uh, I was, I was telling Soda earlier. Yeah, I think the best, the, the highlight for me, I mean, sliding was cool, man, but going out in the morning, having kind of just going for that morning run, there's a, I'll post pictures on my Facebook, but, um the first day went out, man, it was so foggy, like this huge fog had rolled in and just the way the lights were hitting the hitting the water, reflecting off like the little kind of side roads and, and illuminating the buildings. Oh, it was so cool, man. It was so 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 cool. But uh, well, being up in
2: that region in general. Have mm-hmm. you have you been up there at all? No, never. Like it's it, it would remind like when we were up there the first we were playing hockey up there before the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And I think we were playing hockey in the curling rink. <laughs> it was a hockey rink that was going to get uh, renovated into the curling rink. Anyways, what a gong show. So we were playing hockey up there, but we went exploring and, and go and do the Korean thing where you, you go around and see everything. And men. what a beautiful spot. It's really, really nice up there. And there's just limited people. Now it's kind of overrun with coffee shops and stuff. And I guess the weekend tourists, but I think if you live there in general, it's Pretty nature esque and pretty outdoorsy. I mean, it's it's really nice. Yeah. Is it
1: like old, old style architecture, or is it like it? It's funny because it, it's a it's a, a small street.
0: It like most of Korea, it's a it's a good mix of it, right? So when you're looking down, like I said, you run down like the main street, and like Nate said, it's like coffee shops and 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 kind of new restaurants and some big hotels and stuff, and then you know, like one block later, you turn and you look, you're like, oh. It's so cool. It's like all those little old kind of square buildings, and they've done a lot of uh, a lot of like painting on the side of old buildings too. So as you're, as you're going along, you see just like murals all over the, you know, painted all over. So it's cool, man. But one
2: one thing is, that was a big problem having it out there was I mean whatever it is, a couple hours from Seoul or an hour on the KTX. Four hours from there, yeah. and uh, like it's not really close to anything. It's like having the F one race in Mokpo. There's nothing close to there. Right. And then there's at least they built the... K- yeah. Was the KTX done yet? No. Before the Olympics? Sure. Oh, before the Olympics, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they missed the World Cup KTX to here by about eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, at least you could get out there. But they didn't... Like, there wasn't a ton of infrastructure other than the actual Olympic stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like, nobody made a big restaurant or it was just, like, mom and pop and small stuff because it was only going to be good for three months and that was it. Mm-hmm. But we were up there playing... Um, we were there, I think, six months before the Olympics. We played on a Friday night or Saturday night, and we went to go out after. And uh, there was three or four foreign guys in the other team and I, a couple buddies that I, that I played with for a while. And I said, like, guys, the Olympics is here in six months, but there is nothing here. Like, nobody would know the Olympics are coming here. Mm. There wasn't a sign. There wasn't anything. Yeah. And I said, like, wh- where are people going to eat? where are they going to stay like there's nothing here mm. in Sokcho at the beach i think there was a a couple of hotels but those were there already and i don't think they built any new stuff maybe a couple of guest houses or whatever were you in but were you in, Ganglung, in, Ganglung, or, yeah. or Pyeongchang? in yeah. but i mean that's where that's where that's where it was yeah. like that's where everything was and that's where the us Olympic... split it's split between the two right between right Ganglung but i mean Ganglung, the yeah. skating rink the oval all that stuff was right there mm. And, well, that and there wasn't downtown. a sign or anything, and I said, where are these people going to go? And he's like, well, we went for beers after the after the game, and we went downtown, and we were sitting talking to, like, the Swiss Olympic chief and these other guys who'd been here for months already mm, preparing sure. and setting up, and they were at, like, a hole-in-the-wall dive bar. And said, you know, this is where the Olympic guys hang out. They come here every Saturday, every Friday, mm. have their drinks. There is nowhere to go, and I thought, what a so so just back to the my point before they didn't they didn't it didn't change a lot like nothing really a few old like houses got upgraded for Airbnb potential or or whatever but I was shocked at how un I don't know what it should look like and I think of Calgary but they're
0: big but cities it was it was pretty Olympic-esque when we went no. When I mean when you walk down, you said,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, hold
0: on a second. Another thing.
1: On the thing. TV, it seemed pretty all
0: But do you remember the? Do you remember talking to? I, I think I don't know if it was in the cat. Where were we playing that sliding? Uh, that sliding game. I don't. Where we put salt on the table and you have to, shuffleboard. Shuffleboard. I don't remember playing that.
2: You guys must have been. Doing we, that.
0: Okay, well, we're playing shuffleboard in. Uh, I think it might have been in the back of the Canada House. We're roasting. We're making s'mores. Oh, in the Canada House, yeah. We're making s'mores. Sure, that was sure, but that's in the Olympics. No, no, but hold on. Site. Do you remember we talked to uh, a couple who had been to the past three Olympics, and they were like, Whoa. Oh my God, I've never seen a, a a better organized event. This everything was
2: bang on. Everything yeah, I think they were drunk though. Nah. <laughs> there was nothing organized. I mean, we went to get, we went to get food outside the hockey rink, and there was only like it was like a it was like a, a food court in the mall, and you had to you had to wait, and there was no bathrooms. The bathrooms were like a mile away. Um, there I was are, I don't know if
0: you can have a, a tack up a bad food court experience. The to, to saying the whole Olympics was was not good. They, these people spoke so highly. Did, did, that, I, that was
2: two people. Yeah, you're one. I don't know. We watched it. I was up there for a week. Mm. I mean, we watched it. It wasn't. It wasn't well organized. It was box cars at the where the where the torch was lit there.
0: Mm.
2: Like we went up there to check out that side that side of the yeah. activities, and I mean there was box cars for warming up, and that was like I mean that there was there wasn't any indoor structures or anything i mean if you were Mm. freezing your ass outside except for a couple boxcars that were jammed with a million people trying to warm up Mm. i mean there there wasn't i i I don't know i just imagine in a in a proper city i guess it's it's a lot easier doing it like that outside but i just think of 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 japan or italy or i mean when you say torino or where was it uh in japan up north um, Nagano. Nagano. I mean, these Lillehammer, these aren't, they aren't huge cities, uh. but I mean, they're equipped for tourism. Mm. But this stuff isn't. So well, what is it? What is the legacy? What's left there? Does it feel like... Can you tell the Olympics were there? If you just, yeah,
0: yeah. You, like I said, everything's like a, a big... I don't know, what do you call it? Like a, you know, like they got those big generators in the middle of the street with like a big metal box over top. Like everything's plastered with... But picture Olympic pictures of guys stuff. ski jumping and, and hockey players. Like I said, there's murals all over the wall. But um in in terms of restaurants and coffee shops and stuff, when you're when you're going around like the big one, I think it's called the AM Hotel. Maybe AM Hotel, like that's still uh it's still busy and you can see people going in and out, but for the most part, man, I think it's pretty much a ghost town. I didn't even see many people walking around other than um you know, other than the, the athletes, I saw like a, a big group of athletes
2: walk out of that hotel, but restaurants don't seem to be. Which is the problem with these mm. things now because they. It's almost the hit and all run. the Olympics. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're yeah. money pits. Yeah. they why people yeah. don't want them. Mm. Um, but like they built the KTX out there, which is great for tourism in the summer, I guess. But man, that's not cheap. That's to you, to, yeah. to build KTX, it for, yeah. for only. They were saying You that. know, three months or six months or whatever the majority. Guys can take buses out there. It's not a big deal mm. from Seoul. Uh, it's a couple. It's not hours bad to have in it,
0: infrastructure, but... though, right? You never know what's gonna what's gonna happen in the in the future. But um, they were saying just for the just for the sliding, what do you call it? sliding southern... track? Just the tracks, like thirteen or twenty mil, yeah. and then the and then the annual upkeep. The annual upkeep. They got like twenty full time staff in there who have to who they gotta pay to. They got to pay to, to run the thing. And yeah, it's
2: wild, man. That's that's why people don't want them anymore. But, yeah. and, and the next biggest example is <laughs> going to be Tokyo. They just said no yeah. visitors, zero. No uh, foreigners out yesterday or the day before, yeah. So here you go, you know, they're already like 20 billion over budget, I think, from the postponement. And now they say, we got to do it. We can't not do it. We got to do it. At least we can bump up TV rights or something. But no spectators, I mean, that's huge. It would be just like, just like the one up north, Pyongyang. Oh man! Can there you imagine? Was, there wasn't many spectators there either.
0: Can you imagine being an athlete in your prime? You know, and you're you're slowly working your way up. You're like, I've never been in better shape in my life. Yeah. Like, nah, we're gonna delay this a year, and then you lose because of that. Oh
2: god, that's gotta be not even that, or you or you go and there's nobody there. I mean, part of can you imagine running the hundred meter finals with nobody? <laughs> like usually you could feel that energy and and some guys really feed off of that but Mm. i mean if it's water polo or something then i mean maybe there's not many people anyways maybe it doesn't affect them as much but for the guys who are used to playing in front of those crowds and feed off that energy the marathon guys just another run on a sunday (laughs) but i mean think think of even like even football i mean when you go, I mean, it's your own people there that have gone there to support you. Absolutely. And you get a, you get a pretty big boost. I mean, for the Japanese team, for the whole Olympic team, North what, are Korean, they, what are they going to have, right? North Nothing. Korean synchronized clapping <laughs> uh, in the in the stands. They'll yeah. have the biggest advantage because they don't play in front yeah, of anyone. Any, they yeah. the only any Japanese
1: fans in the stadium.
2: Oh, okay. the, uh, so it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. But yeah, definitely not moving in the right direction for host cities or, or people who want to host the games. I wonder what's going to... What's gonna happen in the in the future? Because yeah, I don't know. It's wild. So, so who's who's left there? Is there? I, I I envision a whole bunch of teams training up there. No.
0: Uh, well, there. I mean, when I was there, the the guys I was training with, they'd been there for three months, maybe. And again, they only go in for the they go in for the.
2: I guess that's their season, right? They go in for yeah. the winter. Um, and but hold on, he yeah. just he just said that. The season just closed the 2021 season just finished yeah but what does that mean they're there training and they fly all over the world from there to their races um i don't know but i know like usually there's a world cup tour or whatever the tour is i mean Mm. for all the skiing events all the aerials all that stuff there's Mm. there's a circuit i think there's
0: 13 I i don't know the exact numbers i think there's like 13 sliding uh sliding tracks worldwide and to qualify, That's so few, <laughs> yeah, so few. Oh, it's wild. yeah. Huh? And they were they were critiquing all the all the different ones, and I think Canada's got some of the some of the best ones. But um, they, um, uh, he was saying, he mentioned that uh, some of the newer teams, like Team Nigeria, uh, Vietnam. <laughs> I know. I was I was laughing too at Team Nigeria, and when you start talking to them, you're like. What, how do you guys have a, a sliding team? Like, what makes you, what gives you an advantage? Three of the guys run like a 10 5, a 10 5, and a 10 yeah. 4 in the 100 meter. It's like, whoa. But hold on. That but does, I don't know if that's an advantage or not. It, it's not. They said, the, one of the coaches was saying, like, it's, it's unreal that they can run that fast. That's a second off, that's less than a second off the world record, which is. Still, quite a
2: bit, I guess. And a hundred on, meters, running on an ice track with four other buffalos or three other buffalos is not the same. But that's same the thing; they're not
0: meters. they're not really they're not really huge guys, and that's uh, that's something that AJ said to me when um, you know when I first applied. He's like, "Oh, seventy three kilos, bro! You know you gotta you gotta eat some steaks and uh, and put yeah. some uh, put some weights in your pockets because it's." You know the yeah I remember he said the the Korean guys are all a hundred kilos and I, when I first talked to him and then I thought about that I was like did he really say that did he really say they're hundred kilos dude they're hundred hundred and ten yeah they're jacked they're jacked they're notice the Korean guys are noticeably different than the than the guys that I was uh, I was training with stand out different mooses like jacked yeah. jacked huge dudes one guy's uh, he's probably close to two meters. Huge, huge, huge dude. And they push those sleds, dude, like
2: uh, like you wouldn't believe it's wild. Did he ever tell you what the ideal size is for one of those? For, for, I imagine if you're too tall, it, you're a pain in the ass to get in the sled. Yeah. I don't I mean, know. You I, wouldn't want to be too, I imagine some kind of like uh, stocky guy would be more ideal. or Yeah, but then maybe they got to like grease their elbows to, to slide <laughs> in. But it's, uh,
0: I think kind of like that Yusung Sung Bean, um, the Iron Man there. I think his his size is probably pretty ideal where you're you're kind of jacked but you're you're still pretty
2: agile too it's uh it's wild dude so what about this Nigerian team like 13 tracks how many I don't remember how many teams there are in a you know, thirty thirty-one. But... 31 I think 31 you and in they the said Olympics? yeah one
0: kind of bad thing about oh, I don't know if it's bad or good but one observation about inviting new teams in say, like Team Nigeria, who, who's never practiced uh, or never had a, a chance at doing a sliding sport, it's good to to introduce that to new countries and get people in it. But um, it's at the expense of other countries who have practiced. They're not adding new spots. You know, there's always going to be 30 or 31 teams. So that means... So I mean,
2: it must expand Why at some light? point. What was that? I think it's lo- just logistics. You can't get enough sleds up and down in a day. Oh, okay. Thirty one sleds at three times a day or whatever takes however many hours is that right? Like it's just logistics. Probably, I would imagine.
0: And it's you were laughing at the (laughs) how they get the sleds from the top to the bottom. It just you lift up your own sled, throw it on a put it. Do you know what a scabbard is? I'm going to test your vocabulary. A scabbard. Get the scabbards. You got to. It's the uh, the long skate guards, I guess. Skate guards. Blade guards. Blade guards. Yeah. Mm -hmm guard, so you got to throw those on, roll your sled over, pick it up, and, and slide it. I on thought there. they would just have like a conveyor belt. That makes like sense. Like you would just put it on a conveyor, but take it off the track. Boom, conveyor. No, but it's straight oh, no. but it's a three minute drive to the top. That'd well, be a hell of a conveyor. Belt. Belt. And and the mm. things are 160, 170
2: kilos. So they wouldn't slide off. <laughs> oh, dude, they're heavy as shit. Um, gotta, oh, but yeah, if you have 13 tracks, that's 13 teams already. And some of those countries have two teams. Like, you always have America 1, America 2 mm. in the 4-man and the 2-man. Yeah. So, you already have probably 20 teams like that. So, there's not much room for expansion if you're only taking, what did you say, 31 teams? Yeah, I think so, per I mean, there's not – Cool Runnings has one. to the Jamaican team. So, I mean, there's not much room for expansion there. It and is cool. And, I, I like the fact that – And imagine it. if you train the whole time and you don't even make the Olympics. Or you don't even qualify for the tour, the World Cup tour, whatever it is. Like, yeah, I'm a professional bobsledder, but we never race because we can't qualify. But that's
0: the—that's uh, what I heard. That there should be some minimum qualifying standard. But I think for some of the new teams, that um, that they get, uh, they kind of get a free pass. But I think the, hold on, there is to you have to complete so many
2: races and time trials. To actually, but but even the gaps, even the gaps in the Olympic races. I remember, like guys are five seconds off, and you go, five seconds isn't that much, but in bobsled, that's huge. Yeah, I mean that that's not just a bad start. I mean that's you're in a different league. Yeah, so you think with if there's even if there's fifty teams and only thirty one can qualify for any of these events, that the margin of error would be within. I mean, and often it is first to third is like whatever two tenths of a second, but. I mean, you think all the way down the line, it would be, you know, a second or two, but I, I remember watching many times and it's, they're miles off. And yeah. you think, how Five do Five those...
1: seconds in a 55 second race doesn't make sense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, like big like to, internationally yeah. competitive sport.
0: Yeah. And that's, uh, it's a wild too. you're talking about the, the times I was saying earlier, the, the Ironman, the Korean guy who won the, the skeleton, he won, they were saying how, um... He won the skeleton? Ironman in 2018 yeah The, the, the Ironman's
2: called Skeleton now?
0: No no no, the Ironman's the you being the guy who wears the Ironman helmet. Yeah, but you said he won the Skeleton. He did in 2018. The Olympics
2: for, for Korea, yeah. Oh, really? Well.
0: Yeah. And he won by like 0.03. After right. after three runs, point zero three, and they said that you can tack that up to home field advantage. So they were saying hometown's a huge uh, huge advantage. That was one thing I found wild that when you're going in, I'm sure they've had experience in the past at all of the tracks. But when you go into uh, when you're going into the Olympics, I think you have like six runs, six or or eight runs before you're competing. And now, I mean, imagine if you're, you know, if it's your hometown, you get days or or months of of taking the run and knowing exactly when to when to to turn and and
2: and what to do, you know. And that might make you a one-shot wonder, but like I say, I don't know what the bob said circuit's like. But if it's anything close to the the skiing or the track and field circuit, where it, and mm. the and the figure skating, where it's every weekend you're in a different city, different place racing, mm. um, and there's only 13 tracks, then I imagine you hit up everyone twice in a year, probably. So, yeah. I mean, but everybody I must mean, know, and, and then you're not a one-shot wonder. You got to be good at all of them. But you got to be. Each track is different, right?
0: Each but Each that's what i mean so
2: so in that regard i think being like the world cup champion of bobsled is way better than an olympic champion because you've mastered all the courses not just one yeah, guy yeah. practices a million times on his course yeah and he can't even finish in the top
0: 10 in another one but it's uh it's wild to see the before the race the my my pilot you know he's just sitting down he's just you just see his hands moving like this and this is how you steer there's like Two little, two little handles inside that you pull, and dude, look at the pictures inside the inside the sleds. It's bungee cords and, and duct tape, man. It's you look like the outside. You know, I, I don't get craft. that because you said that was a brand new sled. We're not supposed to talk about that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It, it was a brand new sled, but inside, dude, it's like you would imagine it's some like high tech something, but it, dude, it's it's duct tape That's and bungee, bungee cords. Hard. It's insane. Even the even the brake.
1: So what makes it expensive then?
0: Maybe the carbon fiber. Oh, so, I know. Even the the I don't know. Called the blades or the, sure. yeah. the. Those I think you said a set of those are runners. 20, runners, yeah, or twenty grand. Okay. For those, yeah. how much is a sled? A uh, four man sled, I think, sixty to a hundred. Sixty to a hundred grand. Mm, that makes Jesus. Sense and every time, the the one coach said every time you drive down it costs like 50 or 100 bucks cuz you're just you're smashing this is a new sled that we're driving man you drive down you're like you're banging into walls and look I'm like oh dude like we we chipped the the corner off of this thing uh off of this brand new sled and he's like yeah it's it's 50 a 100 bucks every time you take a rip down so um it's
2: wild but i two like, things one i can't believe they Bring up you to drive in a brand new sled, which just seems mind-boggling that you would have like. But
0: I'm not driving the sled. I'm weight in the back, and that's what that's you. something I need everyone to know. I'm not like I get messages from people at home like you're a bobsledder. Like I guess, but why don't why don't I was just a, sit a
2: freaking dummy in there then and, and just go a million times a day, as many times as you can go every day?
0: Because a dummy. I mean, if you're not
2: pushing, sure. if you're not pushing and you're not can't pull the brakes.
0: Yeah, who, they, yeah. Gotta Jimmy, do
2: be able to Jimmy rig something to pull the brakes. I mean,
0: dude. Do you know how hard it is to pull the brakes? No. Oh, dude, it's unreal. It's like when you're you you're, you're slowing down from 121 kilometers an hour with with just like the with these two handles you grab and you just go and it's like these teeth that are digging into the digging into the snow underneath and it's uh it's not it's it's not the hardest thing in the world but you couldn't
2: like but that's what I mean they must be able to put in. Like a a hook line where you know the bungee's there. You come through. You put the anchor down. Pff, catches the hook line. Slows you down. Oh, that'd be. Uh, There's that'd a million be... different ways. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, we're we're trying to get up to Mars. Surely they can slow down a bobsled. No I doubt. Mean, yeah. yeah mean, good point. But so so one was yeah like m- maybe. But why? So I don't know. Then what? The, the I lose res- not lost respect, but if all you need is a guy who can run fast and jump in the sled, I mean that yeah. must be. I mean, most people should be able to train for that and figure it out. Mm. But I'm curious how much driving there is. Um, like a lot of those things, and when you if it, you throw a marble down there, I mean it just goes right. It's super tight. Down you know, any of those games or any of those things, you put a marble in it, just kind of takes the right path. Mm. It never jumps the the rail or anything. It's a good it's a good question. That that's up my thought too. Like, but I wonder if you didn't touch it, what your line would be, and if you did touch, it, I'm sure the difference is small and that's what makes you win and lose but how intense is it and how much is required of the driver it's you when you you see the drivers and the coaches adjusting the um the
0: sensitivity of the of the of, of the steering mechanism and after every run coaches go up and say hey listen you hit two you, you know you were too high on two and that makes you bounce in the in the three when you're going through the is another word for you chicane the chicane you know chicane <laughs> sounds like a stripper, but it's uh the chicane's the i think it's kind of like the uh yeah, I'm, I'm doing go. it with my hand in car racing too And <laughs> yeah, in yeah. Turn. what is it it's it's like an Mind in yeah it's like an in and out i believe mm-hmm. but um you know, and when they they're uh um sorry after each run the coaches are they're filming every corner. That you're at and then they're saying hey next time you know you gotta pull the pull it go up a little bit this way go up go down a little bit that way so there's definitely but that's what know. i wonder how
2: much like if you just sent a bobsled down would it just flip probably even dude Even. or like, if you just put like four guys in a bobsled i mean that's a lot of weight hmm. so yeah if you're off line by a bit sure it's probably pretty dangerous but i wonder what you know what does it take to one to get offline and and is it just if you nudge that the li- thing? The, the lines only. You're done?
0: The lines only,
2: at the at the beginning of the, of the. Track. No, I mean the line of your run. Oh, okay. I okay. mean where you are on the wall, but because when you see them on on some of those big turns, I mean they're right up sideways. Yeah. I mean it, it's right up. And then the and then sideways. even if you
0: watch some of the replays, like when they're going around the big, you know the big hook turns, they're going up and down, and that's them that's them steering it up, getting ready for the next corner, and it all it's. Yeah. It's a very technical, very technical thing, and the the skeleton too. I saw AJ um, training the Nigerian girl to get on the how to how to properly control her um, her skeleton board. Skeleton board is another thing that has way too much duct tape to be mm-hmm. an Olympic uh, <laughs> an Olympic uh, equipment. piece of equipment. Yeah, and he had they were training in, the in the parking lot and he had two, um, two screwdrivers like this and he, he's balancing the board on the, on the middle of the screwdrivers, man, if you, I have no idea how those guys push it so perfectly and then jump on, because if you're a millimeter forward or a millimeter backwards, you're, you're totally off, you're, you're totally off balance and that'll, that can fire you right into a a wall or make it
2: crash. It's wild. But I th- I think that's a lot of sports. I mean, surfing. There's there's all mm. kinds of sports where if you're not, I mean, you just do it a million times and you know where you got to be. Yeah. But if you're not, same as shooting a hockey puck. I mean, if you're mm. off by a millimeter, it's gonna hit someone in the mm. head or go in the bleachers. No doubt. But, but it just it gives you a lot more respect for. It becomes
0: automatic after a while. It gives you a lot more respect though for right. the for the athletes. It's easy to sit at home and be like, oh god, you know this this stupid team. You're you're off a of half well, a second. Skeletons you're brutal.
2: crazy no matter what or who is watching, skeletons, bananas. Yeah. There was the, uh, the the kid, too. Oh, yeah, again. It, it's funny
0: to have people send messages like, you're crazy, you're you're getting in a bobsled. Like, there's university kids doing skeleton rips every day. Every day. And one kid crashed. Just
2: for fun? Hold oh, on. You, you mean athletes or you just mean university kids hanging out there doing skeleton rips?
0: They're in, like, the Kyuuk de hakyo or whatever. They're in the the sports university kids, and they ship. They their bus rolls in every day, and they're doing. Uh, and these kids, guys and you know males and females are doing it, and they're doing. Well, three- the goal for
2: those guys is to turn them into coaches, so they try and find something they're interested in. And if nobody in is mm-hmm. interested in skeleton, it's a good place to start coaching or whatever. So yeah, this kid. Do you
1: do it for fun?
0: No. All right. Well, like. And another,
1: I don't know. Seems like a very high maintenance thing. So you had to go through a lot of. Oh yeah, absolutely, man.
0: Just even just being able to to maintain your equipment and whatnot is, um, is is probably months of months of learning. But, um, we saw the one kid fly off his uh fly off his his skeleton board, and I thought he was dead for sure. I was sitting in uh, in turn six, and that's where the junior start is. So. When you're just learning, you start halfway down the course. That way you don't pick up so much speed and, and end up dying. And you maybe you do 50, 50 or 100 runs from there. And then you can
2: slowly move up. You can start at the, you know... the. There's no braking the mechanism for... I mean, for... What, I just can't imagine going up to the top and doing your first run. No, no, that's why you start. And what that. percentage of guys crash. Yeah, but if you've never done the top half of the course, which is where most of your speed will come from. Six. No, but you're going... Like you'd start at turn six,
0: and then you'd go up to like three, and then two, and then you start from the from the beginning.
2: And by that time, you have a a good sense of a uh, good sense of the board. But hmm. I so it sounds like lose is like the happy medium then. At least you go the right way, feet first, and oh god, there it's, it's was insane. there anybody losing? No. I only saw two like men skeleton looks like a suicide run yeah i saw only two bob sleds kind of you're protected by the sled but lose maybe is in the middle two men bobsled and, and skeleton was all i
0: saw But just sitting at turn six like at the junior start man those guys fly by you it's just like beep you see them you can hear them. And you're just like, oh, my God, that guy's going to die. And then, you know, one second later hearing crash, turn 14, crash, turn 14. You're like, oh, he's dead. No one flinched. Everyone's like, oh, he's fine. He'll be okay. And I saw, like I said, you load up your sleds and whatnot on the on the truck after and they take it up. The kid had a cut elbow. He's like, oh, said, did you just crash? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got a cut on my elbow. I'm like, what about your head? You're going to be okay? He's like, oh, this will be fine
2: you can't there's only so much danger you can do i mean you're on a water slide a frozen water slide yeah i mean you you fall off and if your head if your sled doesn't hit you or you don't hit the sled i mean how much can happen you're going to get some road rash but how do
0: those how do those guys
2: die when they do it don't like do they just fly off there's tons of people who've died doing
0: bobsled too and um, really? yeah dude type in bobsled that's all that comes up. Just type in bobsled on YouTube and that's all like bobsled crash, three
2: dead, you know, well, I mean You're stuck in a skeleton or a luge. I mean, when you're gone, I imagine... I guess
1: if you can steer it, then you can also steer it the wrong way so that you...
2: But steer- um, steering
0: uh, is just a matter of like shifting your weight this way, kicking sure. your leg. But I imagine way. a sled
2: or a luge takes off and you're, you're left sliding whatever discombobulated yeah. way you are yeah. going down the slide. But think if you just... If you didn't do what the lifeguard said at the water park when you were young, okay, tuck your hands in, chin down, feet forward, mm. and then you know you see the guy and he's doing the octopus, doing three sixties <laughs> in there, and you're like, yeah, well, I mean you're not going to get hurt in there. It's yeah, the thing there is you're going so many miles an hour, but I I think they're made so that you don't slide off and catch a, a an edge or a ridge or something. You're just going to get a wild bumpy ride down. So yeah. Yeah. that would make sense if they didn't flinch. Then mm. it's because they know that. No. you don't die.
1: Yeah, so I, then injuries I'm, come I, from all the compilations I saw. Bobsled people usually they get uh, whatever on their side. Flip over. And, over. Yeah, flip over, and then the, they start banging this slide. Yeah,
2: and that was my instructions. So we... I would think concussions or compressions or like neck compressions or fractures or something. But a broken arm? where you bri- break your arm riding a bike? Mm. That's not. What's it? The... Yeah. So if they didn't flinch, it would lead me to believe that there's not a lot of. Of deaths from crashing there, yeah, but it was uh you ended up pulling the shoot earlier. what happened
0: yeah i got uh i got <laughs> got sledhead <laughs> <I> got, <laughs> and that's not to be confused with the urban dictionary definition of sledhead <laughs> the uh no yeah after uh I did my my first
2: three runs on uh on Monday, but what was it like when you were when you were doing it was it like super pumped super excited or no, like, again... I was like, well, I'm here, I'm doing it.
0: For the... No, for the first day, man, it was... Like I said, we had to prepare that new sled, so um, we couldn't get the blades in. Like, we took out... Like, it comes with just, like, their, their regular... There was, like, these rusty blades stuck inside, so we had to take those out and put the new ones in, but they didn't fit. And we're like, oh, shit, dude. We got, like, an hour, so we got a file, just, just crushing it down, greasing them in. I, I swear to God, man. And we just... Like we had just done it in time, flipped the sled, threw it on the, put the scabbards on, and threw it in, uh, <laughs> threw it in the truck. He brought it up, went upstairs, got changed, and they were like, "You're up." There was no time to to worry or be. And that's always, even when I fought before, like you build it up in your head more. Like the day before, the day of, it's almost like uh, it just happens so quick. You're like, you just blink. You're like, "Oh shit!" All right, we're here. Um, but they said, got, uh, got ready, whatever. And went, uh, went for the first, uh, the first three rips on the, on the first day. And it was, it was manageable. Like it felt, it was scary, but it was, uh, nothing I would want to. How intense is it? It's like a, like a really shitty roller coaster, Hmm. And just like, if you let go, you're going to die. Like, if you let go of what? Of the of the two metal bars inside that you just hold on to. There's just there's no special grip mechanism or anything. It's just I'm laying down like kind of folded in half, and there's two square bars that I just hold on to. It's like all right, ready, yep, and you just hold on. And dude, when if you're not holding on, you'll fly out the back. I would think so. Well, hold on, that, that's how I felt. I mean, the, gravity. Wait, must wait, play wait, some. That's yeah. how I felt. That's how I felt the first day, and we maxed we maxed out at 112 kilometers per hour um and i felt like oh this is a manageable you know it, it feels uh feels okay i'm not uh, uh nothing's wrong went in the second day and we started the day it, it's cool man like there's a lot of preparation before you're doing your before you're doing your runs right so we had to we had to sand the skate blades kind of like sharpen the sharpen the blades i guess and it starts off with 400 grit sandpaper, and like when you're going, you know, forward, you got to do it hard, and then like that An example, back. or it's
2: actually 400 grit sandpaper.
0: 400 grit sandpaper. So you do you do 50, 50 like strokes with 400 grit, then you go to 800, 12, 15, and 2,000. You ever felt 2,000? It's it's like this. It's like the just soft man. And dude, jumping in the sled on the on the second day the first run down it went like oh my like it was a completely completely different experience where you said where the g-force is like it's pushing you it's pushing you down so hard and after it's it's not like a a slow build-up either i think i don't know if this is unique to the pyeongchang track but dude you hit from the second turn you just feel like oh shit like i've we're, we're in the you're kind of in a war you know, um, and I felt that I felt holding on to your two bricks yeah, but I felt almost uh, for the whole second day for the three runs in a row I felt like just on the verge of passing out almost almost unconscious, but still kind of like I don't know, just kind of like pushing through it I don't know just like like muscling through the muscling through the through the experience, but it's funny I don't know I talk about it like it's this big. Like it's this big thing. These guys are doing it every single day, man. It's, I think I'm just weak or something. But um, no, it was it was intense, man. And I pulled out. I stopped doing it after. Don't pull after, out after my You're trying to have a third kid. Easy. The that's that. For the record, I'm not trying to have a third kid. And that's why I have mastered the pullout. But uh, on uh, on Wednesday, man, I I decided not to do it because after my third run on Tuesday like stood up and I was like, whoa, this is an interesting feeling. And it felt like after I crashed my motorcycle years ago, went home that night, a little bit nauseous in the morning or through the night. And in the morning had a headache. Um, and I thought this is probably a minor, minor concussion. And I didn't, uh, I don't know everything we've learned. And and I thank God that there's some, um, that more people are talking about it now, whether it's Sidney Crosby taking, um, Taking six months off because he has a concussion because you don't want to compound exactly. that right yeah, yeah. you don't want to compound your brain injuries uh, and it, honestly it's scary man if I broke my arm what if I broke my foot I'd still go for a rip down it doesn't that doesn't bother me but the brain injuries are a little it, it's very worrisome man and you know that Tuesday night I had <laughs> I had homework man I had homework I had to do and I came up and I was looking at my screen and like I can't even focus on this. I couldn't focus on it, man. That's that's scary shit. That that
2: really worries me. So, yeah. I I wonder. I mean, you make the Crosby reference and all this stuff. Mm. I, like when I played hockey, concussions weren't a thing. I mean, people didn't talk about it. It wasn't. go yeah, to the CTE sets in, in five years. You start <laughs> running you down the pansy. street. If making... you said you had a concussion, you just weren't tough enough to play hockey. It was the same as same as high school football. That yeah, mm. that was the the assumption. It wasn't that oh you might have a problem or something Mm. but i mean i used to lay guys out hard and i and i've been rocked a few times and i used to fight a little bit and (laughs) i mean my one buddy got concussed in practice He was fighting in practice he fell and hit his head he was practice fighting and i mean he didn't know his address he couldn't tell you his school so i mean that was obvious but i wonder how many of these kind of passive concussions there are where like i'm sure i've I've been concussed many times. I just have no idea about it. Like, well, I was I was fighting a guy one night, and and we both kind of fell like this, and my head smashed off the bottom goalpost of the the on the on the ice, oh. and I had a seizure on the ice, and I went off in an ambulance. But I felt fine the next day and everything. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I had a concussion, but and it it was enough to affect my driver's license is that one to renew your license. Have you had a seizure in the last? And I was like, no, no, no. And like, don't, don't lie on this. Like if you, if something happens when you drive and you get another problem, yeah. it's not going to be covered because you lied on it. But, um, I wonder how many of those passive ones are, you know, if the next day you weren't trying to do homework or that night. Yeah. If you notice it or don't notice it and you just, mm-hmm. you know, just keep doing it anyway. There might be a difference too though when you're, you're probably young then, no? 17, yeah. 18. And I think your brain can, was more plastic, or you know, it. Uh, but I, I think as soon as you start body checking, twelve, thirteen years old. I mean, guys get laid out hard. <laughs> um But I think I, I, I would like to hope that the, um,
0: the the recovery time when you're young, you can make up for it. But when you're thirty five, thirty six now,
1: old oh, man. What? I guess it's I, a different deal when you are doing it for a living and getting it occasionally.
2: Uh oh, you mean like the?
1: <laughs> yeah, but you I, I, mean I, it, that
2: means it, it's okay, or I mean, I mean people accept it, or what do you mean?
1: No, it's more dangerous probably.
2: Oh, to to continually do yeah. it, and that's like the hockey, like foot. I still think football doesn't have such stringent measures as the NHL. Like the NHL, if it looks like it was a big hit, they just say, "Dude, go in the go in the dark room." You just go straight off into the tunnel, into the room, mm-hmm. and you wait ten minutes. They do a few tests on you. I mean, I think if you're the superstar, you can skip some of that stuff. But for the most part, guys are in there, and I'm surprised now to see how serious they take it. Because, I it imagine be, for how long they didn't do that, and how many guys are compromised. And have you seen the movie uh, Concussion? <clears throat> no, with Will Smith. I don't watch mm, movies. Have
0: you seen it? Yeah. Oh, dude,
2: it's uh... because <laughs> Nate's, Nate's because got one you specific see... <laughs> genre he watches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you see these guys now, and they keep their superstars out for for days or, or weeks or months, and you go before it was like all profit and n- no concern about the player's health yeah. and, and now it's it's kind of different where you see it and you're like come on he's been doing this for 4 months like he's got to be ready yeah. and the team must need him and, and he must but but they actually take it seriously now and it's good i don't think the nfl is anywhere near what the nhl is but they've um, watched the watch it's a come movie a concussion. long way, and yeah. that's that's the player safety and i think when it happens to guys like crosby over and over again mm and so many other guys who were uh, who used to play for the Bruins French guy and there's so many of these guys now have lost their careers because of this yeah and and I think Pronger was another one of them they just you know I'm getting too old to risk more of these and not being able to think and see clearly for the you know upbringing of my children and whatever else they retire at 35 and they don't want this shit so now the players are taking it serious too and you're not you know a pussy or whatever if you if you skip out a couple of games it's you're back, looking after back back to my
0: point game. of skipping wednesday <laughs> but it, that's the and that's how i felt man like you know i had i got to go down the track 6 times i think it was a great experience do i want to risk like what if i went down that 7th time and had like a a brain aneurysm or something yeah or like like a um,
2: a, a vein or something exploded in my brain like Okay. That. Well, you know, you I, was, did, I was right on the, I
0: was right on the edge. So if you did it just, any
2: of the basic research before going, mm, like I got here, no, Sledhead? 18% of bobsledders reported an injury in Sochi and around the same mountain, Vancouver. One person was killed in the luge run in Vancouver leading up to the Olympics mm-hmm. in training. Um, but injuries in the sport world are uncommon in luge. 2%. 2% of mm-hmm. the competitors at the Olympics. So, yeah. Don't feel bad if you got a little sled head. It says eighteen percent of guys here do. So um, they uh, that seems common, but not too many guys obviously worried about major brain injuries or this wouldn't exist as a sport.
0: Yeah, I just I don't know. Oh, you know what though? Hold on. Talking to one of the coaches, who was a former he's he's Australian, but he was a former um, former bobsledder. Uh, he lives in uh, lives in Canada now, and he was saying he's got. Uh, I don't know if they're old bobs. They must be old bobsledding friends or teammates or whatnot. But he said a bunch of them killed themselves, man. And he said it, it's most likely because of the because of the head injuries, or that's what he taxed it up to. And you know, I was I was saying, D- does anyone care about about these guys? He's like, no, no one gives a shit. It was it's just the uh, it's an Olympic, it's kind of an Olympic thing, and that's Similar I don't know. Similar
1: to that movie, then.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. just trying to uh, just trying to avoid it. And that's one, the, the most interesting thing I found about AJ, the guy who gave me the chance to go on the, on the sled was that he noticed in, uh, when he was practicing skeleton to try and qualify for the Olympics, he had, um, he had re oh, what you laughing
2: <laughs> just reading, I was trying to find out how many G's it says, you know, up to six G's on a four man sled. Um, but if there's a four-man sled, will experience harsher forces than a two-man, obviously, mostly mm. because of size and weight. However, the person that feels them the worst is the brakeman at the yeah. back of the four-man sled, being at the back of the sled and behind the rear axle, wistfully, or whilst fully kneeled over, ke- or sorry, fully keeled over. Their bodies are put under extreme pressure, and some are known to pass out in the more extreme corners. Yeah. Hello. Somewhat alarming when they are the ones needed to pull the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Man, listen, the delay. Like this is the real deal. Like. The guys pass out, and they're supposed to pull the brakes. What the fuck? It sounds like a crazy sport,
0: dude. It's <laughs> when you're when you're going down. That's all I was wishing. Like, oh, just please don't black out, because you feel you're on the. It's like you're about to.
1: You need the fighter pilot training. Then listen, <laughs> I watched them
0: on Discovery Channel like years ago, and I was, I thought like if I, I think they said that you had to, you had to force blood into your brain, mm-hmm. so I was like. Like I'm making these noise, like I'm trying to take a huge dump. Just trying. I don't know if that worked or, or what, but I didn't pass out. But I noticed, dude, the delay um, when when the driver taps like he gives you like a reverse headbutt, and that means put my head up, and then I can look and then uh, kind of judge when I should pull the brake. But when he hit me a couple times, like I just didn't respond, and then you kind of snap back into it. and He's like. Break 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 and you're like, Oh shit and you and you pull it, you know, but
2: it's uh Here here's a quote from Elena Mayers Taylor, a two time medalist in Sochi and Vancouver. A good run, especially in Lake Placid like you mentioned, the track hmm. matters, can feel like you've been shoved in a metal garbage can and kicked down a rocky hill. (laughs) Shit. Yeah. And listen, when you're
1: (laughs) when is it an Olympic sport? I
0: don't know. When you're Dude, when you're going around any any bend, AJ was saying like he couldn't he was at the, the steering was really tough on this one, on the on the new um what do you call? Uh, on the new sled. And every time we came out of turn two, dude, we smashed the wall. And your feeling is like, Oh, I hit this wall and then you're gonna bounce the other wall and then Ooh. the shit's gonna flip over and you're done. But it I mean he never uh he never flipped it mm-hmm. but Good this Lord. lady says you're hitting walls at
2: 80 miles an hour. It can literally feel like a boxing match. I've seen stars while driving. <laughs> jeez. <Yeah>. It's jeez. <laughs> then it's, you it. probably shouldn't be doing the second or third yeah. run, right? Like the uh, like man, I said, is there is did he talk about it? Is there any concussion protocol? Is there any? I mean, he I guess he, you can't train for years and years to get concussed in the first so run like, and then have to do. He's he five was more runs. he was aware of of brain
0: injuries and for him um to to qualify for the Olympics he knew he needed so many runs so one year he had taken advantage of of a track that wasn't being used he stayed an extra month and he said he was doing eight eight runs a day eight runs a day man unreal so hold on what he graduated from MIT yeah smart dude engineering and he uh he engineered his helmet uh so well, I I don't know exactly how he did it but he had engineered a new type of helmet so his head wasn't smashing off the ice mm-hmm. while taking while taking runs. And when he went to the twenty eighteen Olympics, everything was good, everything was good. And a guy from Ghana who had zero chance of winning. Zero chance of winning, like reported him and went out of his way to sewer his helmet, to to like kind of disqualify him from uh, from doing it. So he had to wear a regular helmet, screwed up his uh Screwed up his uh, How
2: did he finish in the Olympics?
0: Twenty nine, maybe, out of thirty one. Out of thirty one. Yeah. He was, he beat he beat the Ghanaian guy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's he said the and I think the rule was he said there's no the only uh it, it was kinda of like a, a little scandalous uh uh situation, but he's saying the what disqualifies a helmet is if it's not commercially available. And he had his custom designed. And to make it commercially available, he just called the guy and said, like, hey, See if someone film else film. asks for one, make it for him. He's like, totally fine. And everything was cool. And then there was a couple, uh, good, I don't know. I don't want to get into Politics, the right? Yeah, basically. Politics of sport. Basically. And that's, uh, he said he was super disappointed. And I, I don't know, man. Can you imagine just for no If it's Nancy Kerrigan, who, who hit who? Kerrigan and... And Tanya Harding? Uh, Who got smashed? Harding hit Kerrigan. Okay, if you're Tanya Harding and you're like, okay, if I smash her knees, I'm going to get the gold medal. Understandable. Not, not. <laughs> I don't want to say it's a good thing, but if you're 31st and you're like, oh, maybe I won't lose totally. I don't know if it's uh, if it's worth going out of your way to, especially in the uh, in the spirit of the Olympics where it should be
2: bringing everyone together not, this shitty cat fight like
0: you're going to be last bro no you're going to be yeah, last but you know? I'm
2: sure that stuff goes on all the time Ben Johnson was not the only one with ben magic John- juice in his the bottle cheetah. on the day <laughs>
0: do you cheetah I um, cheated
2: so I, I'm, I'm sure that stuff happens all the time especially in Olympics where it's kind of supposed to be elite and the peak of your your career or whatever any minor and little advantages I mean it might end up being millions of dollars in promotions or, or whatever who knows what's going on but if you can get a leg up, you try and get a leg up. Yeah, I don't know if we should uh, not in the Olympics, oh man. I, I'm, I guarantee it happens all the time in all the different the, sports.
1: Thirty-first guy has all the incentives to do anything he can, right?
2: Yeah, good point. <laughs> Would good. you do it again? Um,
0: probably not. And it's not. Uh, Why not? Cause, dude, brain injuries suck. Do you know? Do you know? You're like, dude,
2: phone him now. I want to go. Put I, me in. I, I did. Get a hold of him. And I, I was did. like, I don't know him, but I'm in a group where he posted it. I, I could did. Get a hold. So I tracked down one of my buddies who knows him, and I said, Hey, if you know him, just let me connect with him. Yeah. And uh, my buddy wants to go, and he was so pumped about going. <laughs> he said, I think I'm not gonna do it the last day. And I was like, Yeah. Oh, well, listen. Like I said, dude, after the it's first.
1: It's a good time to do once.
0: After, after the first day was fine, but the, um, I've said the, the difference between 112 and 121 kilometers an hour in your car, eh, you'd never experience it. The difference between this was like, oh, this is a cool experience, a little bit bumpy, or I'm on the verge of passing out. When I stand up, I'm dizzy. I can't read my computer screen. Should I, So do, if it was do 112
2: to, again, you'd go again? Probably.
0: <laughs> no, I don't know. Dude, listen. <laughs> hey, brain injuries, and, and I'm... I'm so happy that it's that it's talked about now, man because like I said, what if it was what if the next one was something popping in my brain and just you know,
2: but it's not i mean it's it's still it's not. I mean, it has to be talked about more mm. the the Friday night lights, the high school football in the states, the college football. Mm. I mean, that stuff doesn't apply to those guys, man it they just it's worth way more to win that game to win the series to win the championship to. Yeah. It's it's not, I don't think it is talked about enough. And in, in minor hockey, I don't know what the protocols are. But, I mean, I still don't believe that every kid goes to see a doctor after the game. You go home with your parents yeah. and your dad diagnoses you. Well, you know what? Your dad's the guy who wakes up at 5 in the morning and brings you to the rink mm. for 20 years. He's not going to tell you, hey, son, you got a mild concussion. You better stay home for two weeks. But that's, I mean, that's a, it's just a lack
0: of uh lack of knowledge or lack of knowledge or experience right and now that it's being talked about more i think it's you know back in the day if you don't know if you're ignorant of the fact of of concussions or you you have a, a funny name for it like sled head or or you got ice head or something you know <laughs> you know it, it's understandable
2: if you want to see stars if you are yes yeah. yeah oh man i was seeing stars i fell off the swing <laughs> Ah, oh, you're okay. Just keep playing. Yeah, but but I mean that's the other one. Like, but if you're cogn- probably concussed all the time,
0: but if you're cognizant of, of it, and then you're still doing it, that's the definition of stupid, no? If you know, if you know, like, oh, I'm probably mildly concussed. Oh, hold on, let me risk everything, to do this last run on a bobsled <laughs> that means nothing in the in the scope of my life, <laughs> you know? It's, yeah, uh, yeah, okay, but but
2: I, again, I think that's a different perspective from a younger age where when you're in junior and it's your draft year and this and that you, you can't be sitting out cause you got a my, I mean, I'm not saying yeah, but I'm now not that I'm, I'm older. Already, okay. Yeah. I, I, I get it. It's not the right decision, but I just know being in that position mm. that nobody's going to take that right decision, which is again, more ignorance. You need more education and, yeah. and it has to be respected. But when your stock drops 30% because of a mild concussion, I guess you weigh the plus and minus but unfortunately amateur athletes don't have a lot of access to the professionals and the help necessary to advise you on what is the best and you know okay this was minor you know yeah. the, the likelihood of this impacting your whole future is very very slim keep playing but or, it's, it's the same too it's that young
0: mindset of you know live fast superman die die early we're even talking to more
1: glory and money in keep playing and Right. Yeah,
0: then, and then I mean you can you can work in your whole life philosophy there. Where wh- is it better to live a a short a- exciting life full of drug, drugs, drugs <laughs> and sex and rock and roll, or do you want to just you know slowly maintain and are you playing the long game where you want to live to one hundred and twenty, but more more mildly, right, uh, or, or more but relaxed?
1: Also, uh, this particular uh, CTE they mm-hmm. call it, right? Mm-hmm. It, it it can't be diagnosed, right?
0: It can't, be, and not until you're dead, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah.
1: the way they detect it is, they take out your brain and look at it, slice it up. Yeah. But there, there's a
2: lot, a lot of money and research in that now, and I th- that's why I think, I think yeah, the N H L is awesome. Will become
1: accessible so that you can figure mm. out whether and there's a, there's too many concussions or is it fine? But yeah. as of now, I don't think you can detect it whether it's affecting you. I like think right there's now.
0: a gene. I, I think they can do a test and see if you're susceptible more susceptible to it. I think there might be uh there might be a test there. There's people who carry the carry the gene that makes them more susceptible. But
2: I, I think I think the biggest way to diagnose it is common sense. I mean, yeah, if, if you're, you're in the boxing ring new, every day for ten years, you're pretty screwed up. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it it's just that's what happens. So, I mean, to hear that Bob Probert had it, that's not a surprise to most people. Um, but thinking now again to the NHL, I think there's only two facilities in the whole country, one in Florida and one in California, to treat these guys. I remember Carcillo talking about it. He's a an old fighter and saying that, you know, superstars get treated one way because they want to keep them in the game, but nobody gives a shit about the fighters. We get concussed. We never get to go to the centers. We never get to go. And now the player safety and the NHL players association have joined forces to make sure that everybody can kind of have the same equal opportunity to, to care and, and after care, whatever, after these, what's things. the
0: new rule for fighting three, you can have three fights in a, no. or you could fight the, Fight as much as you want. <laughs> no, what was the thing? You can fight the
2: same guy twice, or you in can't... The NHL, there's no rules in the NHL. I think three fights is the limit in the NHL, but nobody's done that. In, in, no, man. I you... thought I read like if you. I was telling you, I was telling you the other day about in the AHL, you're only allowed to fight ten times a year. I think. Oh, okay, league. that's what it was. Saying. And that keeps the 20, 30 fight guys out, which are just goons. Okay. Yeah. Ten fights, you might if you're a a, totally a, 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 a that Chuck or cool. somebody, you might end up with. Ten spontaneous fights, but nobody's getting twenty. Okay. Um, those are just the, the goons so. looking for the looking for the the punchy Anyways, punchy. The the head stuff still has a long way to go, but it's definitely moving in the right direction. It's come a long way since when well, it was and started.
0: just uh, again from my from my experience, Ben, I, I hate oh, dude, when I crashed my bike and it wasn't even immediately after. It set in that night, and it was a week of like delayed speech and and cognition, like. Where you you wanna say something. It, it, dude, it's a fraction of a second, but it's noticeable. And oh that drives me. But that's what I wonder. Drives me crazy. I've never noticed any of
2: that. But I'm sure I've been rocked. Yeah. I'm sure I've had concussions. I mean when I crashed my sled and broke my foot into a million pieces yeah. but I mean I just assumed I was zonked for a week anyways on painkillers and stuff, but yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't ever remember having any slurred speech or memory loss or blurred vision, but I'm sure I've been concussed a, a pile of times. So, yeah. that's where I think the danger is. Like, if I'm you just, have the side effects,
0: just hyper aware of my high functioning brain. Yeah, if on. if you have the side <laughs> effects, it's one thing.
2: Okay, put a stop to it. But yeah. I think it's more of the problem is when you don't know that you have that problem or you, yeah. you've been concussed. So
0: one that's. I mean, that's something I knew going into it too. That you know, if I'm smashing my head on the, you know, off the side of the off the side of the sled like you know I, I gotta take uh or be aware of of how i feel and,
2: and whatnot so it was but uh, that's a case where you don't know how <clears throat> i guess you can watch on youtube but where... if your
1: trainer is like oh that will just wear off keep keep In that, that that's that's, that's a crazy thing is that i was but asking I, i've yeah. seen like football practices they they teach you to how to headbutt, right oh no, i've, I've done that before teach dude. the tackling thing and no now it's illegal you, oh, can't, no, you, you uh, can't lead with your head, oh, okay.
2: any head-to-head tackle or head-on-head tackles. like, But but I wonder, like when I see like who taught you to do that, to spear somebody with your head? Like you could compress your neck. You could fracture your neck. Dude, I did that the first
0: hit in a, the first football game I ever had. Ran up and smashed a dude head first. My head just went, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, this is
2: what football's like. And then I just kept playing. I just don't understand a... why or who teaches them, like, one, you have your head on, and you can't see them. Like just like hockey, I think smashing them with your shoulder where your head's up and you can watch what you're doing would make the most sense. But these guys lead with their head, and it's like it's like a spear. Yeah. But I get—I don't know if that's when the guy's not looking or something, and it hurts more. Or, mm-hmm. But yeah, somebody's taught them to do that or showed them. But I think it's insane. I wouldn't want to get a, a again compression fracture or something on my mm-hmm. neck and you're paralyzed. But when you can just do it with your shoulder and smash the guy just as hard, because we do it in hockey all mm-hmm. the time. I can't imagine battering ramming a guy in hockey with your head down. It's
0: crazy. But the uh, just talking to the other teams, they're asked, like, you know, on the the day I, I took off on Wednesday, and um, I was asking them how they felt. And the the one guy from Vietnam, he said, like, oh, just, you know, it's usual. Like, for the first month of training, that's how everyone feels. And then you get used to it. I was like, are you guys just compounding your, your concussions until you don't feel them anymore? Is that you're just like uh, you're just smashing your head into like a state of numbness, but it um,
1: I don't know that
0: yeah that's that's worrisome for the for the for the really cool people that I met that are doing it and just for the for the sport in general man that's uh, I don't know that scares the hell out yeah, of probably me. Probably
1: the elite ones are quite aware of it and they're taking. With- they're being quite cautious Mm. but the lower people who are just starting and want to prove something yeah oh that's that's they must push their limits right absolutely and i just i'm surprised
2: uh, there's no like you know it's 2021 he's talking duct tape and bungee cords but it's i'm surprised that there's not you know airbags or something that with sensors as soon as you sit down the airbags and go inflate and you're you're kind of in a safer state of, you know, instead of banging the walls of the sled. It's the day. most
0: rudimentary way to get down the, um, to get down the the slide. There. But I guess
2: it's such a small sport that there's not enough money and research. Nobody cares. That's exactly enough what it to is. to evolve the sled into something more safe. But I, thought, I mean, it, skeleton yeah. and lose, you don't have a choice. What about the Korean team, though, man? I
0: mean, with all the the funding and they they seem like uh, like they're eating well, you know, <laughs> and um, I wonder if they're. Taking care of their athletes if they're getting, you know, if they're, if they get pulled for no. concussion program. No, because how
2: many guys are in the program? Eight? Ten?
0: Mm,
2: yeah. I mean, you can't just sub a guy in. in. In any other sport, like, there's people waiting to get in, but how many guys, I'm going to wait 10 years until you decide your concussions are too bad so I can get my spot? Like, there's not a lot of guys waiting to, on deck to be the next bobsledder. Yeah. You either are or you aren't. And I, I'm sure. I don't know how they groom them or pick them, but it's a sport like, you know, like F1 racing. You don't you don't race the peewee car, knowing that your buddy's not going to leave his spot for ten years. It was, it's crazy. So yeah. there's not a lot of guys in the pipeline. But it was uh, which probably makes them not able to do that. Otherwise, if you if they said like a four man team has to have fifteen members, that's a different story. You're all part of the team. You all get the medal, but you got to go through <clears> the concussion <throat> protocol. And there's eleven other guys that can do the same job you can. Mm-hmm. I mean, are eleven guys willing to do that? I don't know. Yeah. But it's uh, I
0: don't
2: know, not something I,
0: I'm going out of my way to, to do again. But not an advocate. Yeah. It just and I hope going forward, if I don't know, this, if anyone ever listens to this podcast, man, that you know, so I don't know, something's done or like even if it if it pushes it a a, a fraction of a you know of a percent in the in the right direction or someone thinks about I was talking to a uni <laughs> I was talking to a uni kid too man and he just had no idea like he spoke English well I was like do you worry about your head injuries He's like no not at all mm-hmm. I'm like has that ever crossed but, your mind that you're smashing your head Okay but the- going but going up there
2: now do you think do you wish or do you think all I had to do was read three articles and I would have figured out I shouldn't be doing this I did this. I read all that shit uh, but I didn't know that. So, so you're bugging the uni kid about having no idea. But mm-hmm. it sounds like if these are that prevalent, that I mean, there's lot. There must be lots of research on it, mm-hmm. or papers on it. So that if you read a couple of them, and it said, you know, sled head is normal, dizziness. I didn't. I didn't know about sled head until. Uh, dizziness, until passing out, and smashing your head is standard. But um, hold on. but I didn't. Hold on. I, like after the first
0: day, I I thought the concussions might come from um, from crashing. But, like, I, I wasn't actively like smashing my like my head wasn't smashing off no, the ground or everything. It's just that it's that sl- it's that sloshing around in your yeah in your brain, you know, and you know after the the second day, everyone said like, bro, just the g forces, just the g forces. Well, listen, like, I would have, I would
2: have done the exact same thing, right. but I'm just wondering now. You're a little more in tune to your body than I am, or your training and stuff. Yeah, and and saying now worried about your head and, I mean. Do you regret not doing more research or do you think in hindsight god I could have I easily could have figured this out and maybe even the two runs is too much. No because because I, you don't notice when you get a concussion half the time. So you might have had them the first day, you might have got I, Yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, no, I I don't I don't regret not uh I don't regret doing it or not researching enough at all. Hmm. Um I think you got to listen to your body and I think there's a lot of people who even AJ said I think some of it is, according to him, he said a lot of it's genetic too. Where some people can take, some people can take it and then don't, and they don't feel the the effects as
2: much as others. So until they're fifty and they can't talk,
0: yeah, <laughs> you're
2: shitting in your pants and drooling on yourself. Muhammad Ali could take it too, yeah. but it, it takes a toll on you,
0: man. Yeah, like- so that's in again, man. Broken, broken arm. Dude, you could have duct taped me back in that thing. I would have did it. But the brain thing scare me, man. That's the, that's your, that that's you. You know what I mean? That's the, that, that really. So it's funny that really his two me. main
2: competitive sports were MMA and bobsled. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting smarter now and motorcycles. <laughs> uh, that was, uh, <laughs>
0: but yeah, the, that was, I had different reasons for all of those things. But um, yeah, we're going to try and keep the pros
2: and cons. Maybe you should try swimming. Yeah,
0: <laughs> what you're gonna find out holding your breath or chlorine, chlorine, the C in the CTE. <laughs> but it's uh, I don't know. It was good, man. I don't, uh, I don't regret it, and I don't know if I'd do it again or let my kids ever do it.
1: Let's say you're taking a long break.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm a, I'm retired. That's a, that was my joke on Wednesday, boys. I'm hanging up my, I'm hanging up my uh, my boots, but. It was cool too to talk to the the former or the coaches who were former um, former bobsledders. There's one dude from Australia who lives in Canada. Another one from Romania. Just just uh, gritty. I don't know how to how to describe, but they're just like hard hard dudes who took no shit from anyone. If you did, if you any of the athletes misstep, even a little bit, like you're hammering a nail and you fumble it just a just a little bit it's like you pussy no touch you to hammer and nail you know, like it was, they really uh, they really give it to give it to all the competitors but at the same time they're they're super nice and helpful and like i said giving giving solid detailed feedback for every curve that they were going around, and tell them, hey, just pull the brake a little bit this way. When you're coming out of turn six, you know, keep it low, and then you can. That's
2: your prize for a 15 year career. You get to just <laughs> just bug everybody on the course. Yeah. Just if a... you can make it through without you know the, the sled head yeah. lasting effect, then you get to bug everyone else on the course. But it
0: uh, <clears throat> it was a cool uh, it was a cool uh, cool experience. But
2: even I don't know the
0: there's something for everyone and there's, I don't know. It seems that there's so much goddamn work to do to get the sled ready. Do you know how annoying it is just picking it up like 15 times a day and like having to turn it over, you know, polishing this, polishing that. It seems like, they, Oh, it's just so much work to, for three, no value in it. For three minutes of, and everyone knows it and everyone's aware of it. And, and I think, the athletes are, are cool with it, you know. They they know what they're getting into, but that's not for me. I need more more action than that, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like uh, I
2: don't want to make a referee. Yeah, no, I'll shut up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the training to competition ratio. But I mean, you say that, but you need the focus, the dedication. You need all that. I mean, I think of the the good hockey players. I mean, you just see them in the game, but you don't see that the guys working his ass off all day every day and he's you know the diet and you don't see all that stuff in the background i mean they're they're you know the guy's playing 17 minutes a night and for how much time and effort they put in outside of the ring i'm not saying they don't drink or smoke or whatever some of them do but um for how much time they put in Mm. and and i mean football guys i mean they got to be they only play 16 games a year yeah it doesn't seem like an easier sport but the average career is only two years yeah so and, I mean, all the time in the weight room. And and the plays, I mean, they actually only play like four minutes out of a game or something like that when yeah. the, when the actual action is on. Um, so they only engage for like 10 or 15 seconds at a time. Just 50 explosive movements. And, and, that's, and that's always the British's complaint about, about NFL is that well, they don't even play. Like it's just start-stop, 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 commercial, 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 start-stop, timeout, timeout. And uh, I think, yeah, giving a little more weight to something like football, where you actually gotta. But they don't run the whole time either. I mean, come on, half these
0: guys are just standing around. But it's it's two totally different. It's two totally different approaches, man, and two totally different uh, <clears throat> different sports. Like I said, there's something for everyone. I like more action, you know, getting in a boxing ring and and actively doing. Oh, but even a fight's not that long. But I mean, sparring and training, whatever you get to, you know, you get to hit and punch the bag as much as. Uh, as much as you want, but this year, dude, it's just a lot of polishing the uh, polishing your uh, your skate play polishing <laughs> your poles, sled head. <laughs> the uh but yeah, a lot a lot of polishing, yeah, a lot man, of like, flipping sleds over and, in and terms moving of shit.
1: MMA or boxing, you can see the elitism, whatever. Like, you can see if some guy is has dedicated and some guy has a style in it. Yeah, I don't know bobsled like. <laughs> Oh, yeah, run, sit, yeah like, i guess so
0: yeah. but <clears throat> yeah I don't
1: for know. soccer for example you can see elite people being elite on the mm. field now. what other
0: what other sport is like do you do so much of a build-up and then there's just that one that that one thing <laughs> car racing yeah but i mean you get to go around the track 300 times and you can make up for those micro like if if buddy slips oh here's another thing when does the time start something that i didn't know before when they say go no it's not that's what i thought i thought it was like a beep 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 and then you and then you go but it's not um you start with your sled and then you run and there's a red line and once you hit that red line like you have time to speed up and then once you hit that red line it starts which is uh which is cool i always thought it was oh, so the
1: running part is not
0: the biggest like I'd say like the, the first. Well, it depends 50, how fast you hit the red line. I mean, so it's crucial. Fifty percent, just... the first fifty percent of the run or sixty percent of the run is not timed, mm-hmm. and then once you once you pass
2: that that. Uh, but essentially, like it there. is timed because so you if it, you're going slow, you're you hit the red line going slower. So yeah, yeah. no, but uh, no, but it's not. I mean, there's do no you countdown sit before the red line. Pardon me.
1: Do you sit inside the bobsled right before the red line? No, after. No. Oh, okay. After
0: because the the red line's like maybe like ten meters. I'd say maybe yeah maybe about 10 meters and then and then that's when you just oh so many when i was in the sled for like the last five times i thought like oh maybe i imagined the first time that it it took some time to speed up cuz when you're in the when you're in like the heat of it you're wishing like oh shit is this how long is this 55 seconds you know um and and then you try and trick yourself and think like Ah, uh, you know the first half isn't that fast, but dude, you're you're flying right out of the second one, and he always he always bumped it after the second one, and it's kind of like a kind of like a wake up, and then it's just uh hold on uh, hold on to the poles, man, and don't pass out. But oh, hold on, hold on. I was saying the difference between 112 and 121. the Olympic guys go one hundred
2: thirty five.
0: I don't know how they do that how they stay conscious is, is unbelievable.
2: Anyways, the four man sleds are 150.
0: That's, it's unbelievable. The break man just must be like brain dead. I don't know how you, I
2: don't know how, how they stay awake or how they, um, and that's why I I think, you know, being well read and, and reading a little bit of everything. I mean, it's, it's interesting. gives you a different appreciation of what people do, what they can withstand and, and, and take and the punishments they can take. And I, I think, uh, if you can't go and experience all these things, then at least uh, being able to read about them or, or watch them would document or document at every school, or send your friend up for a couple of days. Eh? Well, I didn't send anything. <laughs> <friend up. laughs> it's
0: Nate's ultimate plan. No, that was, dude. I wanted to do that. What? What a unique, what a unique experience. As long as uh, I'm happy, we just we didn't crash and yeah and whatnot. It was uh, overall, it was S- good. Sorry for the guys. Who got to stay up there and do another <laughs> ten thousand times. Yeah. I wouldn't have been racing anyways, but I wouldn't have had a chance to, wouldn't have had a chance to race on on the Thursday. But overall, good time, man. Overall, good time. Any other uh, any other questions here? How me?
1: different is your time than the standard Olympic times?
0: I think a good time was fifty one seconds. We were fifty five. We were fifty five seconds, and that's and I wasn't. There's another thing. I wasn't pushing the sled and jumping in, because Buddy didn't want me to like.
2: Drag him down the track.
0: Yeah, or or if I slipped and couldn't get in, so then I send him down the track with no weight in the back, and he's gonna flip it. Or so I, I start sitting down, mm. with my with my head up, and then he, you know, pum, He he like pops it, and then we slide down the track. And once he jumps in, I bend down and kiss my ass <laughs> and hold on for hold on for dear life. But it's I don't know. It's cool, man, to get a peek. You know going down that first hill it was it was, uh, it was interesting but sledhead once again thank you to our sponsor Dr English <laughs> the cure for the common language but, Yeah, that's it right i hope uh, i hope that's enough information for everyone uh cool. watch out for the sledhead we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon bye bye